Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Matthew chapter 22, verses 23 through 33. The reading today comes from the last week in the life of Christ. We know Jesus comes into Jerusalem on Sunday, what some call the triumphal entry from the Mount of Olives. This is Tuesday of that same week. So there'll be Wednesday, there'll be an interlude on Wednesday where Jesus will spend time with his disciples. Then Thursday will be the day of his betrayal. And Friday will be the day of his crucifixion. And then Sunday at the end of this week will be the day of resurrection. So this is Tuesday. And on this day, there's controversy. The Pharisees are coming to trap him. They're ratcheting up their rhetoric. They're trying to catch him in a mistake to turn the people against him. So the Pharisees come in the passage right before this, and they try to trap Jesus about paying taxes to Caesar. Should one pay pay taxes to Caesar or not? A very loaded question, and Jesus could have easily fallen into their trap and answered the question in a way that would have been very unpopular. Jesus is not about popularity, but he's not going to be trapped either into a silly and frivolous question. Plus, he answers it simply and powerfully, and he just gets to the point. Now the Sadducees come, and they're going to try to trap Jesus with their questions. So let's turn to the passage now and look at this ploy, this plot. This is not a, a you know, a really genuine question they're asking. It's disingenuous is what they're doing. They don't really want to get an answer. It's a gotcha question is what it is. And you'll see as we read through it, this kind of silly hypothetical situation that they put before the Lord. So once again, uh, Matthew 22, verses 23 through 33. The same day Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection, and they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses said if a man dies having no children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. So to the second and the third, down to the seventh. After them all the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, of the seven, whose wife shall she be? For they all had her. But Jesus answered them, You are wrong, because you neither know the Scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, you have not have you not read what has been said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. It's interesting, the group that comes to him, these are the Sadducees. This is the aristocracy. They are the ruling class over the temple. All the chief priests came from the Sadducees. So the Sadducees, we know, lived, for the most part, a pretty easy lifestyle. Excavations in Jerusalem by archaeologists have found many wine bottles and things that show uh, a life of luxury among the Sadducee class. So these people were very connected. They had compromised with the Romans, and they had a unique set of beliefs. In some ways, they were very conservative when it came to the Bible. Now, let me clarify what I mean by that. Not conservative in their interpretation, but they only held to the first five books of the Old Testament. They didn't believe books like 1 Samuel or Job or the Proverbs or Psalms. I mean, could you imagine the Psalms? They didn't believe they were inspired. They only believed the law of Moses was authoritative. And because of that, they did not believe in the resurrection. 
The resurrection is explicitly taught in places like Daniel chapter 12, where Daniel tells us that you know, from the dust of the ground, you'll be raised up, you'll be resurrected. Other places like Ezekiel and Isaiah allude to the resurrection. So when you just look at the first five books of Moses, there's not a ton of evidence for the resurrection. Now, Jesus will give him an an- give them an answer that's mind-blowing. But they're trying to trap him with a silly question. Since they don't believe in the resurrection, and Jesus does, now this is one thing Jesus has in common with the Pharisees. Jesus had many religious views in common with the Pharisees. He did not like how the Pharisees practiced self-righteousness, but views like on the afterlife and resurrection, uh, views on angels, Jesus would have been very similar to the Pharisees and how he looked at the world. Pharisees did some bad things, but they also got a lot of things right. But Jesus believes in the resurrection. The Sadducees do not. So they say, well, here, we're going to give you a conundrum. We're going to give you a silly situation. There's this woman. She's married and her husband dies before they have children. Now, in the book of Leviticus, there's something called Leverite marriage. Leverite marriage is when a person dies without offspring, the brother of that person must take that wife, uh, the widowed wife, to be his own and provide offspring. And the offspring the brother provides actually would be considered the children of the first brother. So they get this insane situation where there's seven brothers. Each one marries this woman. Each one dies before there's offspring. And they're all married to her, all seven. So Jesus said, or the the Sadducees say to Jesus, uh, on the day of resurrection, whose wife will she be? Well, Jesus says, okay, you guys, you don't understand scripture, number one. And you don't know the power of God. So they're missing out on two things. And I think this is really important. You can read the Bible and misinterpret the Bible. You can miss the point of Scripture. You also can miss out on God's power to accomplish what he promises. So God made covenant promises to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. And those covenant promises are so strong that Jesus or God will fulfill them even into eternity. You see, those fellows didn't cease to exist when they died. They still exist. Now, we know more fully through the teachings of the New Testament that Abraham Isaac and Jacob, we knew Abraham, think of the story of rich man and Lazarus, the bosom of Abraham. Abraham was there in paradise. That when they died, they went into a state, a disembodied state, but they're also awaiting the great day of resurrection in the future. So this silly question boils down to, okay, who will this woman be married to in the resurrection? Jesus says, look, we'll be like the angels. Jesus does not say we become angels. We do not become angels when we die. That's not what the Bible teaches. Angels are completely different creations. They're different entities than us. We are not angels. So we don't you know, become angels when we die. I know people use that sometimes as a, a way to comfort, but that's really technically not what the Bible teaches. We'll be like angels in the, in the resurrection. We will not have marriage like we have it now. There's no need for procreation and having children because we're going to have eternal life. So think of it this way, in the resurrection, in some way, everything will be perfected. We'll no longer have the sinful passions, and we can love multiple people without jealousy. We can be connected deeply. I do think relationships in this life will be remembered, and it'll be something we carry over into the next life as far as remembering those relationships. You remember the rich man, when he's in torment, remembers his brothers back on earth. So I do think we will remember. I do 
I also think of Revelation chapter 6 when those that have been martyred for the faith are crying out to God, how long will it be before you avenge our death so they remember what happened? So it's not like we're going to have amnesia and our hard drive is going to be wiped when we die. No, we'll still remember. We'll still have those relations, but it will be much different. And we will probably have more fulfilled relationships in eternity. Plus, we'll have Jesus Christ. Uh, We'll have him fully with us at all times. So just think of enhanced relationships. Jealousy will probably be gone. I mean, the way we are in the flesh now, could you imagine, you know, someone being married to multiple wives and they all are a lot or multiple, a woman being married to multiple husbands and they're all alive at the same time, the rivalry and the jealousy because of the flesh. That's something we won't have in eternity, if that makes sense. So Jesus is saying, look, you just, you guys just don't understand it. You don't get this at all. And you also don't understand the power of God to raise people from the dead. God has this power to do this. He will keep his promises. You're reading scripture wrong and you're missing out on the main idea. And we need to be very careful. Two things we take away from this and all of this talking of the Sadducees, two things we take away is we need to be careful how we read the Bible. You can be wrong in how you read scripture. And we need to understand the power of God. The power that brought this universe into existence by his very word, by fiat, will also be the same power that will raise us from the dead. Powerful stuff to think about on this Friday as we head into the weekend. Well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And join us back again as we jump back into the Psalms on Monday. God bless. (music) 